the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good morning. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. It's a show dedicated to getting you to retirement. As I like to say, over a period of time, I'm not trying to do it immediately. I'm not one of those instant gratification, have-to-do kind of guys. I want to do it a little bit slower. I want to do it right for you. I want to talk about different types of people, different ages of people. And that's one of the flaws of the financial show is that, you know, a morning show, Sarah and Suck Up, which is heard locally in the Bay Area. Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, last night I watched the coolest show, The Amazing Housewives. And that's the girl. That's Sarah. Um, and then he's just such a suck up. But anyway, they could do a show of the lowest common denominator. I do a show that's going for something much better. I'm trying to get you to retirement. I'm trying to get you into a situation where you appreciate money. You know, uh, coffee. You know, we could talk about the cost of coffee and how it affects your retirement. I, I don't do that. I would much rather be honest with you and say, let's take a look at what we're looking at. Millennials are different than Generation Xers, are different than Baby Boomers. Baby Boomers are retiring at such an alarming rate that we came up with, you know, data sets for it. When the Baby Boomer retires, real estate's going to crash because they're all going to sell their houses. What, they're going to live in cardboard boxes? now? But that's where we were thinking. Um, now we do know that Baby Boomers are the, the densest part of our population, Tied towards end of war, tied towards make love, you know, uh, good to see you back home again, Jimmy. I know the war is horrible. I'm going to let you love me like no man's ever loved me, and we're going to make a baby. Baby boomers, right? Zooby, zooby, zoo. Zooby, zooby, zoo. So there's a whole set of data points tied towards retirees. One of them is that. As they leave the workforce because they're too old, and they, they're staying in the workforce, Great Recession hits. Well, a lot of things hit. Um, the dot-com boom and bust, part one, you know, 1994 to 2001 quarter. So it was like a couple months into 2000. Greatest return ever on the stock market. And those baby boomers who were hippies in the 70s, who were peace and love, and, you know, not materialistic. And somehow they all got to Woodstock. 
millions and millions and millions and millions, hundreds of millions of, of, of boomers uh, seem to get Woodstock, even though it's not technically possible. So they all get to Woodstock, and then the 80s come and the 90s come, and they're, they're buying BMWs. Their whole let's save the world just thrown out for materialism. And then that materialism gets wrecked with the 2000 stock market correction on dot-coms. And then real estate starts to work really well as we lowered interest rates. You know, one of the reasons housing did so well, and this is going to shock you, Osama bin Laden. As Osama bin Laden launched terrorism in the United States, it caused our bankers to say, you know what, we can't really upset the apple cart here. So what's wrong with upsetting an apple cart? You know, I'm like one of those guys, I want to go push over an apple cart, now just saying that out loud. So our federal bankers said, you know what, we're going to lower interest rates. We're going to go from, you know, mortgages of 7 to 8%. We're going to march those short-term, you know, numbers down so that people have to put money in the stock market. It was a way of fighting terrorism, making money cheap. So our real estate has just this massive run from 2002 to 2006, and then then it crashes. So the baby boomers participated in the dot-com because they had some disposable income. Then they participated in the the real estate boom, and they just always get screwed because it's not the smartest generation. They're just the peace-love generation. It's 130% true. So with that said, you know, they jump from one bubble to the next bubble. And then on comes another bubble. You know, my f- prediction of the next bubble is Mr. Bubbles, which I loved as a kid. Um, remember that this weekend when you have your eight-year-old child. Kids love bubble baths. So I do a show that's, you know, I look at the different generations and I try to appreciate them. Um And I want to get us all to retirement. I think I'm too late on baby boomers. I'm, I really don't do a show on baby boomers. Baby boomers, you're welcome to listen, but I would prefer you tell your children to listen, the Generation Xers or the Generation Ys and Millennials. And why we went from Generation X and we just said, screw Y, let's go to the term Millennial. Millennials were born between 1980 and 1995. There's 80 million of them at this point in time. They're growing in our population. Problems with them include high unemployment, high unemployment, high college debt, and affordable housing. Problems with Generation Y, they're late to marry. They're putting off having children, which is okay. But that hurts our economy because our economy is based on taxpayers. One of the reasons I like South Korea so much as an investment stock market is that they have the highest degree of young people with college degrees right now. And to me, that means something. So they're a society of of well-educated young people. Well-educated young people do what? Yes, they go on raves and, and, and do ask, but no, that's not what I was looking for. Well-educated young people, they tend to spend money, and they tend to make a lot of money. And when you do that, you power an economy. You power an economy, you're basically given into capitalism, and you let companies do what they do, and they're going to earn money. You're not going to see a lot of businesses out there go, you know what, I'm going to sell this $2 thing for $1. Although that is a business model, and you can easily see that business model in uh, video games. The Xbox One, is that what it's called? And the Sony PlayStation 3? Or is it 4 now? 
three. Okay. So they come out with the hardware, and it costs like 500 bucks, but it actually cost Microsoft and Sony six, $700 to make that stuff. So they sell the hardware at a loss in year one because it's going to get cheaper and faster. So, you know, it's not Moore's Law, but it's a play on Moore's Law. Smaller, cheaper, faster. Moore's Law is the doubling of transistors, blah, 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 blah. So what you're talking about here is a smaller, cheaper, faster. And Microsoft and Sony will make money on the hardware next year and the year after and the year after. But they'll make a lot of money licensing the software so that other people can make games and sell them into. So millennials, back to them, they're late to have kids. And again, now you I just went on a total tear to South Korea on late to have kids. Um, my big fear is that a lot of millennials are going to be career renters from you know 25 to 35 years old because rents have increased so much from 2006 to 2014, whereas salaries didn't. Um, I think that's a problem. There's 80 million of them. That's larger than any other generation at this point in time. They've been affected by the events like September 11th where they get data breaches. They get terrorism. The housing bust, the financial meltdown, the dot-com bust, they've seen it all. They're pessimistic. They'll buy cheap beer, but they'll buy expensive wine. So they're an enigma. 85% of them want to do work that makes a difference. 71% of them want to work for a company that entitles them or encourages them in some sort of social work. We'll talk about investing and more. You can call the show today, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com. Black and your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW. Welcome back in. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Again, I pride myself in us having the ability to have a conversation. I trust that you get what I'm trying to do. I know that it's a little bit outside the norm. You know, when I say things like uh, good debt versus bad debt, good debt is homeowners or home mortgages and uh, credit cards. Bad debt is uh, credit cards, um, good debt is student loans because they typically be a little bit they typically are a little bit cheaper. Student loans are good because they tend to lead to a good career, hopefully. I hope that you get this. Again, any debt over eight percent is bad because you're you're 
If I had a mortgage at 8%, I'd say pay it off. If I have a mortgage at 3.5%, I'm saying don't pay it off. So just know that sometimes, like a lot of what I'm throwing at you, it may be a little too crazy for you. One of the things that I want you to do as a young couple, and again, I'm still talking to the millennials and the baby boom and the uh, Generation X at this point in time. One of the things I want you to do is get a credit report. You can get a free credit report at annualcreditreport.com. At that point in time, you're going to choose one of the three big credit bureaus to um, pull your credit. It doesn't hurt your credit score. It's a soft inquiry. There's hard inquiries, like when you go to buy a car. If you go to like five dealerships and say, yes, I want to buy a car, um, and this one looks like a beauty, and they're like, give us, your, give us your social security number. We'll see what you qualify for. Don't do it. Because that's a hard inquiry. Anytime you apply for a credit card, it's a hard inquiry, and it hurts your credit score. So I need you to like step up to the plate, so to speak, and take control of your own financial situations. Something that I want you to do is pull a credit report. It's silly. It's simple. You're going to learn something. It's part of the keys to success, knowing you know where you lie. I know I'm not the best-looking guy. I know I got money. I know I got charm. So I know where I can play and I can't play in the, in the field of quote-unquote dating. With that said, you got to know your game, right? I want people to know their game. If you're in a relationship, and I, I did a seminar recently, and I do these seminars for love and not for profit. I charge five bucks. It costs me a lot more than five bucks to get you into the room and get coffee and a donut in your hand. So I do it for passion. Uh, I do it because I like seeing young people. I was thrilled at the recent event to see three young couples. And I said something. I was kind of playing with them. I wanted them to go home and kind of like get into a fight. I said, are you a spender or are you a saver? And all relationships need to know this. Uh, most of the time in my relationships, I'm the saver. On occasion when I'm trying to impress the woman, I'm a spender. And that's unfortunate. Something I want you to do is pull a credit report with each other. Tonight, have a... a glass of wine, pull each other's credit reports, print them out. You get to hold hers, he gets to hold hers. No, she holds his, you get the idea. I refer to this as, it's time to get down to some business. It's business time. A credit report's going to show you the age of the person next to you. He says he's 40, but here it actually says he's 46. It's going to say where he lived. Have a pre-interview before you do this. Hey, where's the last couple of places you live? Where, where have you ever worked? Uh, what's your credit history like? Are you a spender? Are you a saver? It's going to show you how many inquiries he's had into his credit report in the last few years. It's going to show you if he's missed any payments. It's just time to get a little bit serious. And something I want you to do, and, and I, I'll take it back, don't have alcohol. Having alcohol when you talk money, you you could be a little bit more belligerent. And I don't want you to be belligerent. I want you to be loving and sweet. But, you know, back in the 1990s when HIV was kind of this scary thing that a lot of people didn't know what was going on, how it could be stopped, how it could be controlled. 
if you can get it from kissing. Like, there was a lot of, like, craziness. You literally had to get an HIV test before, you know, when you were dating someone. i got to watch what I say here. Now that doesn't seem so much because of current practices, but I'll shut my mouth before I get too deep into this. Uh, I think showing who you are financially early on, it, it could be a deal breaker. And that's one of those, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. The best relationships I've ever had were with people who've never missed, cre- uh, who've never missed uh, credit card payments or mortgage payments. The best relationships I've ever had are people who were consistent in their background. You know, not opening too many lines of credit. So all relationships should go through this. You don't want to fall in love and then find out that you're not financially copacetic. You, you want to be sooner than later on the same page. Your ultimate goal is to live with this person from age 60 to 100. So almost immediately you need to find out, can I pull this off? And again, once someone's 30, they don't change. People make changes. Like my dad died when I was in my 20s, and it changed my perspective enormously. At that point in time, now I just want to do, do what's right. I no longer care because I know I'm going to die. I no longer care about how much wealth I get. I no longer care about how soon I retire. I just want to live a good life because I know in the end my dad didn't. Uh, my dad worked too much. He worked too long. He worked too hard. So do yourself a favor this weekend. Um, pull a credit report of a loved one uh, and just see and, and have a conversation. And One of my tricks on this is, is to talk about your parents. My father was not a saver. He was a spender on credit. My mom was a housewife who was given a budget. I look back now almost in shame and in horror that my dad would give her X amount of money to buy groceries with. And he would go out and drink his face off, which that could have been buying a cute dress for my mother. She could have bought herself. A little bit tragic, a little bit sad. I think you get the idea there of where I'm trying to go with this. So do a little bit of business time. Sit down with a loved one and, and, and figure it out financially. Get on the same page. If you have to do a budget, you know, do a budget. How about one month he pays the bills, one month she pays the bills, so you're on the same page. I'm Rob Black. It's business time.
Welcome in. Rob Black here. My name is Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I've got a angle of getting you to retirement. On occasion, I'm going to say something that upsets you or offends you. There was an article not too long ago about the fat tax. We as a nation, we tax booze. We tax cigarettes. We tax condoms. We, we tax whatever we can tax. Especially if it's a sin, because it's easy for a, a senator or a congressperson to say, you know, we're going to tax that person who goes across the bridge because he should be taking mass, uh, trans, mass transit. We're going to tax that person who smokes because, you know, he, he's hurting the health care system. Uh, it's kind of an excuse. What it really is is I want your money, and I want as much of it as I can get to spend on programs so I can get myself reelected so I can eventually do something stupid with an intern. That's what I see it as. Again, I'm kind of cynical. So I'll say things like, yeah, we probably should tax fat people because, you know, it's a choice for most people. I got an email. One one time I said, you know, the fat tax makes sense because it's a burden to the medical community. It's it's a burden to taxpayers with Medicare and Medicaid. You know, I pay taxes. And to see someone, you know, 80 years old, obese, going in for diabetes and dialysis and all sorts of heart disease issues brought on by extra weight. It's offensive. As a taxpayer, I want my money going to um, making nuclear weapons, not you know making fat people stay alive for a couple more days. Again, is there a lot of sarcasm in there? Of course there is. So I love it. Or This is what I hate. I hate people that will reply to something like that with an email where they're... Today I was delivering Meals on Wheels to people, and as usual, I was listening to your show. I'm a heavy female. I always have been. Your comments made me think of Nazi Germany and the Nazi regime, who did not like anyone who was different and not pure genetic profile. In regards to your comment about overweight people and a previous comment in regards to elderly, I consider your attitude arrogant. Should you ever become ill or depressed or have another reason to gain weight, medications, so she's basically saying I'm a drug user, or should you be blessed to be old someday? I think maybe your comments will cause you grief in some way. I would hope that someday your experiences will give you empathy and mercy towards those less fortunate. The people less fortunate maybe did not have the mental capabilities or brain of someone such as you. I've previously enjoyed your show and wish you the best, but you lost me today. Love, Jacqueline. I hate people like this. I'm going to punch you in the ovary. That's what I'm going to do. Great shot to the baby maker. <laughs> if I could hit her baby maker, I would, but I can't. I find that people, for some reason, want to, like, take me seriously. But you shouldn't take me seriously. But you should see why I'm trying to do this. So she's basically an old fat person. In my my utopia, there are no old fat people. But there's no such thing as a utopia. And I don't get it. Like, I quit you? Fine, Jacqueline, I don't need you. And the point being is that you need me. And I'm doing the best I can. And to make financial news entertaining to the point that you're not like going, ooh, that's Saren, suck up. I'm going to listen to their show. You want to know more things that I hate? I hate annuities for old people. They're often oversold. They're misleading. Guarantees on your own money payout. Very high commission product. I hate people who whine that they can't save, and yet they dress real nice. They have a $300, $400 iPhone. They have a $100 phone bill on a regular basis. I hate those people. Who else do I hate? I hate Jim Cramer. I think he's an entertainer who never admits his mistakes. He highlights his successes. 
To me, he's the minister of the church what's working now, and he flip-flops his positions, sometimes monthly, sometimes weekly. Who else do I hate? I hate the baby boomers. Baby boomers, for me, they lived on debt and more debt, and they took money out on a debt to buy more debt, more cars, more homes, more houses. Instead of living within their means, the hippies from the 60s sold out for materialism. Who else do I hate? I hate expensive weddings. I think everyone in this day and age should elope. Average wedding costs $30,000 today. That's sick. Couples should be putting their money into a nest egg, and that would be $250,000 later in life. So if you're in your 20s and you're doing a $30,000 wedding, you're basically giving up a quarter of a million dollars in the future. Um, And most people even finance their wedding. That's even more offensive that they put it on credit. Or they ask their mom and dad who basically don't have to pay. I hate up years of the stock market. I know you're saying, man, you hate a lot of things. I do. I really do. Up years in the stock markets, I want the market down. I want to buy at a discount because I'm young. I could buy more. I could accumulate more. People wrongly say to me that I've lost so much money in the market. That's absurd because stocks are at an all-time high. And if you've lost money, that just means you're bad at what you're doing. If you don't trust the stock market, it just means you're bad at what you're doing. It doesn't mean that the, I'm I'm fine. My wealth is at an all-time high. So I don't go, boo. I hate credit card balances over 8%. Um, or I hate credit card rates over 8%. I hate credit card balances riding month to month. You're not getting an 8% raise, so anything over 8% that you're paying on a monthly basis is egregious. I don't use credit cards irresponsibly. I never, ever, ever, ever go month to month like with groceries on a credit card. Credit's going to ruin your life. Um, we enable teens to get credit, which I think it's one of the most vile practices I've ever seen when credit card companies would come on a university. And you can get like a free t-shirt if you sign up today for a credit card. I hate Deepak Chopra. I'm probably the only person in the world who hates Deepak Chopra. I hate Tony Robbins. I hate self-help gurus. They make me ill. They nauseate me. I feel like a mouse has crawled in my mouth, died when I hear blather of, you can further your life by looking into your life. Deep back trip, deep moment. I feel like I've learned nothing. Okay, wait, that mouse that crawled in my mouth and died, he got back up and he pooped and then he died again. Like, that's how nasty and nauseating these guys make me feel. Here's a Deepak Chopra quote. This is exactly, I swear on this. Human beings are made of body, mind, and spirit. Of these, spirit is primary, for it connects us to the source of everything, the eternal field of consciousness. If that's not the biggest load of crap, I, 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 I don't know what is. So I hate you if you listen to crap d- gurus like Deepak Chopra. I hate life insurance as investment. Whole life, variable life, crap products. Term is the best way to go. Every financial professional I know goes with the term, and they invest the rest. Sadly, our government lets insurance industry sell us these high-cost products, and I don't get it. You know, Congress is like, I want to protect you from asbestos. But why did you protect us from crappy financial products so that we can actually have a nice retirement? Why don't you regulate the industry so insurance can't sell investments? I've never met an insurance agent who I considered wildly smart. I've met some insurance agents who were 
uh, college, high school graduates who are like, how can I make money? Well, I could do this. As I referred to it, the khaki-wearing crowd. So know that I have a lot of hate in my heart. And you could write a letter if you want. I hate life insurance on children. I think it's the most vile thing in the planet. Kids don't die. And when they do, you certainly don't need a paycheck for it. Okay, let's say you live in the war-torn, ravaged streets of, of Oakland, where kids do sometimes die. Move. I hate condos. I hate townhouses. I hate homeowner associations. Condos have no land, and their homeowners associations act like Nazi regimes. There's my, na- there's my Nazi reference, my Hitler reference. I got two of them in this break. That's, that's good for me. I hate CNBC because it's like uh, eating cardboard. There's nothing there. I hate Melissa Lee. I hate Maria Bartiromo. I hate Melissa Francis. They've got no degrees or expertise in financial planning, in financial uh, investment advising. They dole out opinions as if they're authorities. And I worked with Melissa Francis at CNET. She was a tech reporter. She was hot. And now she's like the oil patch woman, and now she's got her own financial show. Today, the markets did this and that. Like, you don't know nothing. Just because you work in an area, yeah, maybe there's some something about, you know, if you do it long enough, you'll pick up on it. But I hate that about financial media. I hate fools who think real estate will make them rich. They look for home runs. Real estate historically grows at a 3 to 4% rate. Real estate is tied to wages and interest rates. And because, yes, terrorism hit, our federal bankers lowered interest rates, and housing's been on a skyrocket since. If we can live in a world where we have higher interest rates, which they're predicted in 2015, real estate's going to become very humble. Just say no. Your ability to sell your home is tied to someone's ability to have the income to take it over. I hate fools who use stock options. I pity the fool who use stock options. Options puts calls. People are trying to like hit home runs. Invest in this game like baseball. You can't have one super fast pitcher without a first baseman, a second baseman. You have to have some diversification of your equities. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. I'm starting to go over some of the things I hate. I'll talk to you soon. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Money on AM 1220, KDOW, and iHeart Radio Station. Hi, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You know, a lot of people are down on failures. A lot of people are down on losers. I like failures and losers because they help define success. You know, to enjoy the finer things in life like strippers and waiters on the beaches, these people had to be failures in their life. And for me, they're fantastic. Right? Oh, did I just offend someone? That's fair. Um, I don't know. 
early on in my life, when I turned like 18, 19, I was like, what am I going to be when I grow up? I didn't want to be a failure. I didn't want to end up with a stripper or a waiter on a beach. And for all the strippers and waiters on the beaches out there, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a writer on a fishing show. Do you know there's those fishing shows on Sunday morning, like on ESPN, and like, guy throws his bob in the water, and he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, good day, huh? Good day, huh? You think he makes that up on his own? No, no, no. There's a writer that figures that out for him. Oh. I think it's wrong that one company makes the game Monopoly. Like, that to me, every company should be allowed to make the game Monopoly. Right? Are you with me? So I'm talking about things that I hate today. Uh, I think I left off with, um, I hate people who try to hit home runs in real estate. 12, 14 years ago, I was invited to a real estate club. And I looked at the people who were in the real estate club, and they weren't quite strippers and, and waiters on beaches, but they were pretty close. Everyone wants to make it big. Everyone. And at some point in your life, you're going to say, okay, I'm not making it big. I'm going to try to do something else. I'm going to change my game. Be careful. It's at those moments in your life where you're probably most vulnerable to even losing more. Other things that I hate, I hate people who prepay mortgages. I've got a mortgage at 3.8%. I would honestly have to go through a car wreck and have serious head trauma before I prepaid it. That's too low of a rate. When I count in all my tax deductions and I count in inflation, I made more money this year than last year, so that mortgage was a little bit easier for me. Prepaying a mortgage, you honestly have to be stupid. Or wealthy or stupid. Or like Dave Ramsey and his listeners, living in a trailer. Whoa! Living in a trailer! Not that fun, huh? Even when I sing it, it doesn't sound like fun. Woo! Fire up the Trans Am. I'm going home. Um, market timers. I hate market timers. The market's up 7 out of 10 years. How about you play that as your timing angle? I, I hate people, and this is my, my angle on hate. I hate people who are fearful of taxes. I don't hate taxes. I made money. Right? Right? Now, again, do I think our tax rate, I, I hate our tax code. Yes, absolutely, but I don't hate taxes. I knew going in what the rules were. I hate people who don't play the lottery. People who don't play the lottery are too intelligent. People who don't play the lottery, they're actually saving their money. When I go into a local store and I see someone playing the lottery, I'm like, woo, my school district value is going to go up because more money is going to my school district. And that's going to get it, get this, that's going to keep my real estate value high. Good school scores helps real estate value. So people who play the lottery are just plain stupid, financially stupid. Odds are winning six million to one. Look, my dad was adopted. His brother, who was also adopted, was the richest man in California sixty seven years ago. So I have an uncle who was the richest man in San Francisco in California. And I didn't hit the lottery. I got the alcoholic dad. Like, even I, the greatest guy that you know, didn't hit the lottery. I hate new cars. Everyone who's listening to buy a two-year-old car, it's 30 to 40% off. 
That's where the value kicks in, and you get this huge premium markup for buying new. Used cars are sexy. If I were to see a woman in a car next to me, and you know, it's a, it's a four, five, six year, eight, ten, fourteen year old car, I'm like that's sexy. It's a smart thing to do. Other things that I hate, and I'm sure there's going to be more. I hate big TVs bought on credit. You're just showing your lack of salve. You're showing that you're not all that smart when you buy a big TV, especially on credit. Uh, I throw a party once a year, and I rent a 100-inch TV because it's an outdoor party and it's a sporting event. I don't need a 100-inch TV every day of my life. In fact, I find them very annoying. I hate Manola Blahniks. Oh! Did he just say he hates Manola Blahniks? What's a Manola Blahnik, guys are asking? Their shoes. They're $400 shoes. Women, if you buy a $400 pair of shoe, it's a waste if you're trying to impress men because we never look at your feet. We're captivated with, you know, your elbows up. That's what you should focus on. Shoes are trying to, to battle other women. It's women, woman versus woman as far as the shoe battle goes. Uh, I hate Christmas. I hate Santa. Because people don't budget for the stuff, and then they go out and spend money on credit. You should spend, you should say, I'm going to spend X amount of dollars this year on Christmas. Go get the cash and do it. Don't go to the store with a debit card or credit card. Just cash. I say find ten friends, cut that list down to three, and that's who you buy gifts for. I'm Rob Black. Because she's the reason I feel this way. I hate everything I hate my job And I hate my life And if it weren't for my Welcome in, Rob Black and your money on Rob Black Talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more For some reason today I read an email from a couple of years ago where I was talking about taxes in America and how we can't really ever escape them and how they are kind of a problem. And the, it led to a woman emailing me about, blah, 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 I didn't vat my whole life, blah, 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 blah. And I just found it like funny that people take the time to write that email. And it, like, take the time to go to the gym, take the time to go for a walk. Put down the donut. But we are a nation of, you know, if in any way, shape, or form you you insult me or, or hurt my feelings, keep in mind, I don't hurt your feelings. You let your feelings get hurt. There's a big difference. And most people don't understand it because we live in a world where we're victims. I don't. My worst fear is, is, is changing the way I feel about that. Like, I never want to go, oh, poor me. You know what? If I get in a car accident today and I lose my legs, I'm going to be the happiest guy in the world. I'm not going to be an old, poor me kind of guy. I respect people who don't do the old, poor me thing. Being a battery sucks. Can you imagine you work your whole life and then you die? I don't want to be a battery. I want to be something bigger than that. My family tried to surprise me on my birthday with a car. Luckily, they missed me. I'll be here all day. 
I used to get beat up by the two oldest people in my family, my mom and my dad. I once saw a dog in a crate that had a sign on it that said, I bite. No, 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 no. Too early, too early. I once saw a dog in a crate that had a sign that said, I bite. Good to know, but the bigger deal is that dog should add a sign that says, I write signs. That's all I got. Um, You want to do something fun today? If you ever drive up and down El Camino Real in the Bay Area, there's like a million car washes. Go to the car wash in reverse and just, just like see if you can do it. Because everyone will get all confused. Okay, so I'm talking about things that I hate. Typically, these are tied towards things that we waste money on or we waste our time. I treat, there's a phrase out there, if you want to save money, treat yourself as if you make $1,000 an hour. You'll find it suddenly, like, that habit of getting on, you know, deb, 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 dot, whatever, dot, com. You'll, you'll start doing a lot less of that. Um, I hate the women from Sex and the City. Sarah Jessica Parker. I refer to her as horsey face. Too much makeup. Way too much makeup. But the one who sleeps around, I always wanted her to, like, get some sort of disease and die. Because, like, what sort of lesson is that? Like, mm, I'm 50 years old and I've got a 20-year-old boyfriend. Vapid. Vapid. With that said, they're like, okay, women, if you go out and spend a lot of money on clothes, that's how you get a man. There's no truth to that. If you go out and spend a lot of money on clothes, that's how you go poor. I hate I hate gold bugs. Notice now that gold has fallen a lot. You're not hearing commercials for gold. Let me tell you the truth about gold commercials. Anytime you hear a gold commercial, and you'll know my career is over when I endorse gold. Hi, I'm Rob Black, and this economy can go to hell in a handbasket at any point in time. I suggest you buy these Royal Imperial gold coins for blah, 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 blah. Printed at the blah, blah, blah print. Like, gold coins have 30% markup. You know people who buy things with 30% markups? When it's a commodity, stupid people. Trying to sell a gold coin is difficult as well. If the economy does go to heck in a handbasket, you know what's going to happen to you and me? It's going to be like Road Warrior. It's going to be like Mad Max. A gold coin's not going to get you anything. Gasoline and a shotgun will get you far. I hate Lance Armstrong. One testicle athletic freak of nature who doped. He did an 18-year-old Ashley Olsen. Okay, maybe I'm a little jealous. Maybe a little jealous. But here's a guy who taught us that cheating pays. And it pays really, really well. Barry Bonds taught us that cheating pays. And it pays really, really well. I didn't cheat. So I'm a little bit bitter that I didn't get paid really, really, really well. I hate mortgage accelerators. Some nights you're going to be up 2 o'clock in the morning. Leno will be off. Well, like Leno's not on. Carson will be off. No, Carson's not on. Who? Carson Daly will be off. Okay. Carson Daly. Save my pop culture reference. Um, and you'll see a, a commercial for it. Put more money towards your... Okay. Or put more money towards your mortgage. How can you pay off your mortgage in as little as seven years? 
You could take out a loan and pay it off in a little seven years. But what they're not telling you is we're going to make a big transaction fee on you, and you don't want to pay it off. It's the lowest cost of money on the planet. And if you don't get that, again, I refer to you, mentally retarded is, is you're mentally, it's not growing. You're, you're financially retarded. You're, it's, it's like flame retarded. It, it's slow to grow, flames up. You're never going to get to where you want to be if you believe in things like mortgage accelerators. I hate new book snobs. You ever walk through a park, it's a lovely day, and you see this guy who's 95% bald, and he's got a brand new book in his hands, and you can tell it's a brand new book, and he's trying to look educated and suave and sophisticated for that one person who's going to find him attractive. He's got a new book in his hands. You can buy used books on Amazon for 40 it's 95% off. So, new book snobs, I hate you. I hate Morningstar f- um, five-star five funds. A lot of people in the industry, brokerage industry, they'll be like, hey, look, it's a five-star fund. You should get it. But no, there's no six stars. So it's very, 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 very misleading. A five-star fund, where is it going to go? Only down to a four-star fund. If you were to look at how stocks and diversification works, there'll be two years where gold works. There'll be two years, three years where large cap is the best. Two or three years where small caps are the best. A couple years with international, a couple years with emerging, a couple years with commodities. What's beautiful about it, it's a horse race where they all go forward and they all cross the finish line. And they're all winners because your finish line is, is an age. It's not a goal. It's not a, uh, a dollar amount. Your retirement, I mean, you want to get as much as you can before you're 60. So you want to invest in all of those. So five-star funds kind of mess people up. I hate Ewoks. I think cuteness ruined Star Wars. Long before there was Jar Jar Banks, there was Ewoks. And they were just as vile and just as foul. What's up with Star Wars, that whole six movies they could only come up with one cute female character like that's a male dominated universe I don't know if you figured that out yet and the one cute female character had uh you know her hair done up in buns they could have come up with some kick butt Jedi female oh no 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 all had to be men I hate college costs because of double digit inflation on a regular basis I hate college costs because a lot of our kids are going to college getting degrees in English and poetry. We need math and science. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com. Big Market Minute. And your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW.
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I'm talking about things that I hate today, and these are all financially tied. Like, I hate babies. How can you hate babies? Well, they don't earn money, and they cost a lot of money. And all babies do is eat, poop, cry, eat, poop, cry, sleep, eat, poop, cry. They cost a lot of money. I hate bottled water. Bottled water has got the most ridiculous markup of anything on the planet. Second, probably only to pre-cut fruit. I hate people who buy pre-cut fruit. So, I'm one of those people that I really can't keep my mouth shut. I'll be at a grocery store and I'll see like someone who buys pre-cut apples or pre-cut fruit salad. I'll be like, really? You can't take the time to wash it off yourself, pull out a knife and cut it? Really? It's amazing. Um, things that I hate. I'm going through them pretty aggressively, pretty fast. Um, what? I hate Nancy Pelosi. I know you're saying that's a weird pull, but she represents to me what's wrong with the world of Congress. She takes a family of 15 to Italy to study her heritage on the taxpayer's dollar. Now, let's stop for a second and think of what another word for what she did was, or another phrase. She went on vacation and passed the dollar to the taxpayers. I find Congress vile. Okay, I'm not a libertarian, but that's probably the closest area that I would want to label myself if I had to. I like the idea that 250 years ago, we'd send a farmer to Congress, and he didn't show up with a staff of 300 people. Do we really need 300 people representing a congressperson? No. You're like, no, Rob, it's much more complicated than that. You need people like reading the actual document. No, maybe that congressperson should read the actual document. Maybe the actual document should be 12,000 pages. Okay, things that I hate. Things that I hate. Okay, I got through the Ewoks. I hate people who leave coins in the stores. Um, I know you're saying, wait, wait, wait. You mean like that little keep a penny, take a penny, give a penny, one of those things that like you're at a 7-Eleven and it comes to a dollar and one cent and you don't have the one pennies and you don't want 99 cents to change? I hate people who leave money there. You're just giving away money. Imagine doing that with a $100 bill and suddenly, like, stop doing it. The stuff adds up when you leave a coin here, nickel here, and dime there. Um, and when you're in your 20s, if you put that money in the market, money makes little baby monies. And that little penny that you left, it would actually be 16 pennies by the time you retired if you had kept it. So just watch that stuff, okay? I hate people who write messages on Twitter and Facebook that are just totally inane. Things like, um, thinking about vacation, good thoughts. I gave, I gave up my personal account on Facebook because I hate it so much. I just, I don't want people to know about my life. I want people to sit down and, and experience me and love me. I'm a grown adult. I don't have to like say, hey, look at me, I'm at my blah, 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 beach house in Maui. Or then there's always the ones where, like, bad news. 
My dad passed away. I'm sad. Well, I never met your dad. Sorry. Don't care to see it in a post. Bring me down. I hate gurus like Donald Trump. Donald Trump's been bankrupt three times, and yet we're like, he's a smart businessman. You're fired. He's that guy. No, what he is is a slick marketer. And you're... A slick marketer can make you think you're, it's a good business idea. And I find that to be really gross. I hate Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki. He sells books. He gives all advice. Like, if you're going to go bankrupt, go bankrupt big. He should go to prison for that. That statement of, like, take on more debt before you go bankrupt so that you do it big. He exaggerates. His seminars are geared to 20-somethings who want a get-rich-quick scheme. Or his seminars are geared towards 30-year-olds who are like, well, I got a degree in poetry, and here I am in my life, and it sucks. Or his his advice is geared towards 40-somethings who need a miracle in order to win the game of getting to, you know, financial freedom. I hate skinny dudes with six-pack abs. Get out of the gym. Go get a job, you losers. Be like me. A little flab. I had a moment in my 20s where I was like, I kind of got comfortable with my own body. I was dating a girl, and she goes, I kind of like a guy with a little more fat on him than me. I'm like, winner. That's a keeper. Like, I don't know. Once you get the ability of, like, being comfortable in your own body, you become a lot more successful. I hate margin. Margin is, for those of you who don't know, it's a loan that you take on your stocks. So if you have, like, $100,000 at Morgan Stanley, they'll lend you. They'll, they'll give you, like, $15,000 more to buy stocks. So you're basically using a credit card to buy stocks. And when you put it that way, you're like, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. But people do it. I hate home equity lines of credit used on things for, like, home improvements or on cars. I don't think that's what it's meant for. A home home equity line, you're tapping into the equity. You're basically selling it now. And you're paying it back in theory. And... If you can't afford that new car, you can't afford the new car. Don't tap the, the, the piggy bank of the house. If you can't afford the vacation, you can't afford the vacation. Stay at home. I hate home improvements. Unless, unless you're increasing the size of your house. That's the type of home improvement that I like the most, if you increase square footage. If you improve your kitchen, I assure you that your kitchen is going to be ugly in five years. I assure you that what is stylish now probably won't be stylish when it comes time to sell. So know that home improvements differ like golden clay. Square footage is always a good idea, in my opinion. But yeah, you get the you see where I'm going on that. I hate low deductibles on insurance. People are like I want the lowest possible deductible. You don't want to use your insurance. If you use your insurance, the insurance company is going to say you're more of a risk. They're going to charge you more. I've got a car that uh, a woman went through a red light hit me. I fixed the bumper myself. It's not perfect. I got all new parts, except for one. <laughs> Whoops. It's a lot work. Anyway, um, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. It's Rob at robblack.com. 
Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. song has an annoying clap track in it. I call it door slamming track. Making music's not like it used to be. Making music was, it was so layered. Mm, I'm an old, I'm an old guy now, right? You want to hear how old I am? I watched an animal planet last night. And, uh... I consider that to be, like, the animal porn channel. Like, they're just showing, like, what's that elephant? Oh, my, no! So I, I quickly try to grab the remote, try to change the channel, and my dog goes, no, 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 stop, 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 turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. dun dun Oh. I try to make this... I try. I try. <laughs> I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I, I try. Maybe today I'm not doing well. How do you get the lowest? You know, people I hate. Talking about things I hate. I hate people who shop for mortgages. Get a lender that you trust. Because the people who are shopping for mortgages, you keep hurting your credit by doing it. Every mortgage lender is going to tell you the same thing. I'm going to get you the best possible rate. I'm the man for you. What's your credit uh, what's your social security number? And every time you do that, you're hurting your credit. So as soon as you go to a second person, third person, fourth person, the first person had the best deal for you, and now that's gone. The way to get the best credit is to have the best credit score. It's to have the most collateral. It, it's not about shopping. You don't shop for rates. You improve your credit, or you want to get a better rate, you put more equity or down payment, collateral. You buy points, which I hate doing, but I do. You can go with decimal rate mortgages if you want the best, you know, the lowest possible price. Or you can shorten your term 20 or 15 years instead of 30. Um, I suggest using a broker because a good broker has multiple products that they can fit you into. So I hate people that shop credit lenders or mortgage lenders. Other things that I hate, I hate Starbucks. Yummy coffee, but most people need to max out their 401k before buying yummy coffee. And I don't max out my 401k for eight months. Basically, I put in 1000 dollars every paycheck. And then after eight months, that's 16 paychecks, and I've about maxed it out. That's when I start getting a little bit more leisure stuff. Um, I was speaking last year to a big corporation. And what's interesting was the young people. They, I hate people who look at the other side. The grass is greener. Every company, not every company, but most companies have a benefits package, and we have one here at radio. And I don't qualify for it because I get paid minimum wage, and I'm supposed to clock in and clock out. Like, I don't hit enough hours. Like, that's ridiculous. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm not crying about that. But there's a lot of perks at HR that a lot of people just don't ever go to. There's, uh, in this case, the young people are looking at the movie um, Interns. 
And you saw what it was like to be a Google intern. How they have sleep pods. And they're like, I want a sleep pod. A millennial actually has the, the audacity to say, I want a sleep pod at work. Or, like, Google's got five types of water. They've got tap. They've got ambient. They've got distilled. They've got bubbly. I mean, they've got a lot of water fountains. They've got the, the chef on premises. They encourage you to be there as long as you can, to work as hard as you can. But they give you good perks. So find out what the, your perks are. For instance, at the company that I, I was at, they had a wellness program where there's free group exercise classes. There was annual biometric screenings, health fairs, flu shots, all free. That's free health care. A free yoga class is like you don't have to join a gym. They had medical dental vision. They had a 401k plan. They had a retirement plan credit where you basically get 6% of your eligible salary plus interest each month. You have to work there for three years, but after you've been there three years, you get 6%, basically a raise for retirement. That's awesome. Keep in mind, you have to save 20% of your salary to get to retirement. They give them annual paid time off. Not a sick day, time off. So if you've worked there for zero to four years, you get 21 days just to do whatever you want. Take the day off. You get five to 14 after... After five years of service to 14 years of service, you get 26. And if you work there for over 15 years, you get 31 days a year to not come in. That's awesome. They give life insurance. They give dependent life insurance at a much cheaper rate. Insurance is work, and this is the whole Obamacare healthcare thing. They wanted to get to 7 million people because the numbers start making sense of how many people actually go to the hospital, how many people actually get sick. And they knew that you know the first million you receive is sickly. The next million was going to be like moderate health. The last million was going to be healthy people. So a big company can offer you cheaper insurances than you can get elsewhere. Uh, short-term disability insurance, long-term disability insurance. They did education reimbursement up to $5,200 each year. And that was for any personal aspiration you wanted. It wasn't for, like, well, you need to, if you, since we're a finance company, you have to go get, we'll only approve degrees in business or in finance. Commuter assistance, that's free money, $65 a month. That's $700 a year. $65 a month, like, yeah, yeah. They did adoption assistance, where they'd give you up to $3,000 towards eligible adoption expenses. They had a group legal plan, which, if you're going to do a will or an estate, is a no-brainer. So everyone who's going to do a trust or a will absolutely should sign up for this at that company. And when I was going through this, like people were looking at me like, huh? You're a monkey. Monkey hit wall. Monkey, monkey. People don't understand how good they have it. And that's a little on the unfortunate side. Um, other things that I hate. Movies. They just seem to be redundant now. Is the new Avengers movie that much different than the old Avengers movie? Which is very... It's, they just... And they all, they all have to have like something with Europe going on. They all have to have something with Asia going on. Like, Iron Man has to fly to Taiwan for some reason. Because we want the movie to sell well in Taiwan. So, if you take a family of four, do you know about a family of four with soda, popcorn, and movie tickets? It's $100. It's ridiculous how expensive it is. Um, 
professional sports. I hate professional sports. Uh, they don't care about it's. They don't care about you. It's entertainment, and you think it's a sport. It's entertainment. To get to a Sharks playoff game, you're easily going to drop two hundred dollars. Easily going to drop. Who can afford that for one night of entertainment? You can go to your local dive bar and you know spend twenty bucks on booze and watch the game on TV with your true friends. Your true friends, not your fanatics, but your true friends. So professional sports, um, I find to be, uh, it's like the easy talking point for the guy who doesn't want to think. Hey, did you see how the 49ers did this weekend? (laughs) Yeah, that was some game, huh? That incredibly gifted freak of nature had a great play against another incredibly gifted freak of nature. Oh, and then there comes out the one normal genetic person, the kicker. And he kicked it straight through the uprights, of which something like 99.8% of extra points last year were made. Why even do it? Is there a sport when it's that easy? I think the extra point should have a bomb involved or a grenade. Something. Something should add some dramatic flair to it. I do like hockey players because... um, they do generally seem to be down to earth, but maybe not so much. I don't know. Um, let's see. What else should I talk about? Other things that I hate. I hate OPEC. OPEC, the oil petroleum exporting countries. Um, they've got the oil, and they keep a pretty tight supply of it, and they decide how much they're going to let out and not. If Intel and AMD were to say, okay, we basically have the corner on semiconductors. You know, no one else, no one else's motherboards can use other products. Like, they could overnight say, we're only going to make a 1,000 chips, and the price of a semiconductor would go to a million. I don't like that supply and demand thing being controlled. I think it's it's a little bit of a bully, and I'm kind of glad that America started fracking because it took a little power away from OPEC. I hate non-smokers. Smoker pay more taxes. Every time I see someone buy a, a pack of Camel Lights or, or Luckies, I'm like, woohoo! That's California tax money that I'm not paying. Go let the governor waste that. So I hate non-smokers. I think everyone should smoke, except for me. And everyone will die younger, and then I won't have to pay their Social Security. So my tax money goes to pay senior citizens Social Security, right? So these are things that I hate and the reasons I hate them. I know I'm going to get a letter, too. I know it. I know some old smoker is going to write me an email, and they're going to do it in this voice. Robert, I listen to your show. You really offended me, and I'm never going to listen again. Eh. Five hundred thirty-six, and that's a Bloomberg Market Minute.
back in your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I'm doing things that I hate to kind of show you the financial consequences. You know, last thing when I talked about hating non-smokers, because smokers pay more taxes, and I like that because I don't smoke. I'm fine with the government wasting smokers' tax money, just not mine. Right? I hate people who come on airplanes and they bring their smelly meals with them. That should still be not allowed. It's just, And they chomp on them and the food is falling out of their mouth and you're like, you almost want to like get a, like a, a pencil and push it back into their mouth. And if you did, they'd be like all of them like, what, what, what? I'm eating my Subway. What, what? I'm eating my Burger King. There's no minimum IQ required to get on a plane, and sometimes it's pretty obvious. Other things that I hate, I hate Steve Jobs. Everyone loves Steve Jobs. First and foremost, his name's Jobs, and no one knows that. But I hate Steve Jobs because he ruined music. Music used to be an album. Music used to be, let's get in the studio. Let's work on stuff and collaborate. Now it's like one song. You don't need a second song. You need one song, we'll get you play. With that said, uh, Steve Jobs, he let us buy singles instead of buying CDs. I hate two and a half men. Why do I hate two and a half men? Because it shows you, when it was the number one show in America for as many years as it was the number one show in America, it shows you that Americans are pretty darn stupid. It shows you that we are the LCDs of the world. Um... You could see a reason why terrorists would want to go after America, because we're sitting at our leather couches with our big bellies, eating our cheesy poofs, and watching Two and a Half Men, and Charlie Sheen goes, oh, check out the rack on that lamb. Bomb, bomb, You know who I hate more? That kid from Two and a Half Men. He's got all, like, no one should watch this show anymore. He's left the show, and, like, he... he if you get paid... Support the company that's paying you, in my opinion. If you want to leave the show, leave the show. I hate McClellan 18. McClellan 18 is a great scotch. And McClellan 12 just won't do anymore. Once you've had a great scotch, it's pricey, it's expensive. Everything else, it it feels like it comes from a mayonnaise jar. Like, it's just not quite as good. So McClellan 18, I hate you for obvious reasons. I like scotch. Scotchy scotch, scotch. In my belly. Get in my belly. I hate Prop 13. I think it's so blatantly unfair. If your home goes up 10% in value, your home taxes should go up 10% in value. But we're old people. We're old. You don't know what we did for this country. We won the war. Okay, I get it. I get it. But I hate you. So, Prop 18 being passed on to children is ridiculous. Prop 13 in businesses is ridiculous. That's the first area that they should overturn it. So I bought my house from a woman who was paying roughly $200 a year in taxes. My first year, I paid $14,000 in taxes. She had the same firemen. She had the same police officers, the same red light, yellow light, green light electricity. She had the same park. She had it all. Same school system as I do. 
But because she bought her house 50 years ago, she had an incredibly low tax rate. I hate I hate that. I hate that there's a, a, a restaurant in my town that the dad gave, he bought the building for his son. And that restaurant will never have competition. He could charge whatever he wants because he doesn't have to pay rent. And he also has got that Prop 13 tied towards it. If I were to buy a piece of land next to him, I'm getting today's prices. He's like, Disneyland has these taxes that were set up 75 years ago. If I want to come up with a land called Mickey the Rat World, I can't do it. They've got an unfair competition. They've got an unfair advantage. So competition can't thrive. And I, I think competition helps. If you've noticed, Disney's raised prices three times in the last like 18 months because they have no competition. So Prop 13, I hate you. No other state has the audacity to do this. I think when people turn 70 and they can't afford their property taxes anymore, move. Leave the state. We want young families here. And Prop 13 pushes young families away. Keep that in mind. You want young families with good er, income because they're paying the higher taxes. They're paying the income taxes and the property taxes. So if I were to become governor of California, I would first thing I do, mandatory removal of anyone 70 years old or mandatory repeal of uh, Prop 13. If you want to stay, you're paying the current taxes, otherwise you'll leave in the state. And what I'll really do is I'll send them to the Solomon Islands and I'll put them to work in a factory. I'll have old people in a factory and they'll sing songs like Oompa Loompa Oompa Da Doo. That's what I would do. I hate ATM users. Really? You have to go to an ATM machine in this day and age and not go to your bank? If you're going to use an ATM, use your own bank. If you're going to use an out-of-system ATM, you're just stupid. And then they'll get like, do you agree to a $2 fee? Yes. Now you have your choices, $20, $40, $6, $80, $100. And you get 20 bucks. So you just pay 10% to get your own money. There's a word for people like you. And I don't know what that word is. I hate payday loans. They're super expensive. Yes, they have their their place in the world for non-documented workers or prisoners on the run. But I hate them. I hate people that wear initials on their clothes. I'm not impressed. I'm Rob Black. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Savvy investors know where to find the best possible investment advice. And according to the financial experts at U.S. News & World Report, one of the best podcasts is locally grown. AM 1220 KDO. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.